Welcome, friends, to the Girl Mom Podcast. This is Carrie Kampakis, your host. Today's episode is about having conversations with God through prayer. Throughout Scripture, God continually reminds us to pray, but sometimes we overthink it, or we don't feel qualified, or we forget to pray because we're busy going about our day. The good news is, God hears our prayers even when we fumble and stumble and struggle to put words together. He knows our hearts, and far more important than saying prayers that sound eloquent is having our heart in the right place of truly wanting to know and love and connect with the Lord. As Max Lucado once said, our prayers may be awkward, our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. Once again, Mary Lauren Burdishaw is joining me, and my hope is that we will encourage you in your prayer life and remind you of this gift that is always available to you. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Welcome back, Mary Lauren. We have got a lot of thoughts on this topic of prayer, and I'm so curious to um, to see what God is speaking to you and what you feel that He's wanting you to share with our listeners, because I know that you find prayer a very important part of your spiritual walk, too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always that way. I used to think about prayer and immediately just feelings of guilt or fear or just kind of resignation would come up in me because I'm like, well, I'd if that's important, I definitely don't do it enough. And then, you know, if other people are doing it, they're probably experiencing so much that I'm missing out on. Like I used to just feelings of fear and I didn't even know what I was missing. But over the years, God has slowly, slowly transformed my heart. And now it's like I crave that. It's like the sweetest time of my day. Um, took some time, though, to switch that perspective. I know. You know, when I was your age, too, I can remember that my only prayer time was at night when I was in bed. Mm-hmm. Like, And sometimes that was the only time I thought about God. When I went to church, I was a Christian, I was a believer and all of that. But I didn't really think about God a lot during the day. And I definitely didn't consult Him as I was making decisions during the day. And mm-hmm. so it was one of those things, I think I was just so busy, I easily forgot to pray. Mm-hmm. And not intentionally, but... I think a lot of us feel that way. Um, now, I think I'm just so aware of how much I need him in my journey that I'm constantly praying throughout the day. I mean, help me, mm-hmm. you know, with every task I'm going about or five, five things to do before I have to pick up carpool. Like, God, help me figure out how to do this. Like, untangle this web in my head and give me clarity of what is most important and what has to be done now and what can wait until later. Mm-hmm. But, um, but anyway, yes, I, I think that as we grow in our faith walk and we start to realize how everything really does come from that one source, that mm-hmm. He is the, the source of all wisdom and strength and compassion and unity and peace and all these things that we're craving, we do start going to Him more in prayer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's the biggest thing that people think, that you have to pray in 10-minute increments or it has to be this long prayer time. But Yes, we do need those moments. We do need that quiet time. But I think we also, we have a God that's always accessible, and He's hearing our prayers, even if we're saying, you know, I have to have a conversation with my child. And I'm like, give me the words for this conversation. It could be a five-second prayer I'm saying in my head before I start that conversation with my child, asking God for His help and for the intervention of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I feel like, you know, there was a time when I was just stressed thinking about prayer because I'm like, okay, I have this amount of minutes. I need to ask God about all these different things. I need to surrender all these different people and situations and relationships. I would just have this stress like coming into His presence. And He just took that pressure off. Um, even just reading scriptures with like, talking like Romans 8, it says the Holy Spirit and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Like, just to know, okay, 
God knows everything. He's in all, through all. It's in Him that I'm living and moving and having my being. And the Holy Spirit is always praying God's perfect will for me. Like there's, it just relieves this pressure once you realize, okay, He already knows everything and He's interceding for me in ways I don't even see. And so I think switching my mindset to like talking at God about all the things that He already knows are happening, just being present with Him. And sometimes it doesn't even look like talking. Sometimes it looks like being dead silent and listening. Um, And I'll come in to my prayer time with an agenda and I'll leave not having tapped on one of those things. Just the Lord will bring up things in my own heart and in my own life that I didn't even know I needed to address. Yes, it's so true. And and I think that one thing that's important for people to know is that sometimes we live in such a reward payoff society that Mm -hmm. we want to think, okay, I'm going to spend time with God and He's going to give me all the answers in this 30 minutes that I have my quiet time. Yes. And it rarely happens like that. Mm -hmm. And that's not true faith. I mean, that's like treating Him like a, you know, like a Coke machine (laughs) that you put in your quarter and you get your drink out, but it's not always that clear cut. But that time is growing our intimacy with Him, and it's Mm -hmm. opening up that communication where we can hear Him, and we don't know when He's going to speak to us. And we were talking before this that this always stuck with me, that you know we have a a priest who was at our church here in Birmingham for years, Father John. Um, He was also the principal over at John Carroll, and then he worked at the Vatican for many years, and I think he's back in Anniston now. But um, when Harry and I did our anniversary trip to Italy years ago, we went to dinner with him, and he's just a fascinating man, so wise. And I was asking him, I'm like, you know, wow, you know, you have worked, you work at the Vatican, you've been to the Holy Land so many times, like you've been just in the holiest places on this planet, you know, you've spent a lot of time in these places. Like, when do you feel closest to God? Is it during those trips, um, like when you do visit the Holy Land? And his answer surprised me. He said, it's actually not, you know, the highest, those those moments I feel closest to God are probably not actually during the trip, typically. He's like, it's usually a few weeks later when I'm doing something very mundane, like typically like washing vegetables in the sink, that I feel the supernatural peace. Mm. And that just brought a lot of comfort to me to know that, okay, that doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. There's not a wrong way to do prayer. Right. Um, that, you know, just God just wants to have that, that communion with us. He wants to have that relationship with us. He wants us coming to Him with our fears and hopes and desires and worries and mm-hmm. having that relationship. And even if we're not feeling... Um, even if we're not feeling that peace immediately or we're not getting answers or we're not getting that wisdom we want, that if we keep doing it, it might come to us weeks later or months later. We don't know when He will answer those prayers, but right. but He is listening and He does want to help guide us through prayer. Yes. I remember there was a time I was praying about for a clear answer on what to do with my summer plan. And I had three options. One of them was to do sports reporting for a magazine, which sounded exciting to me. And then the other option was this internship at my church that um, under someone who I really admire and look up to, it would mean I'd get to live at home with my family. Um, and then the third option was working at JH. And when I say I prayed about this decision for probably four months, I mean, like, I kind of cringe thinking about how much I just, you know, agonized and like stressed over and like obsessed over this decision, which... I think the Lord loves any time we acknowledge Him. Like, He's not so concerned about what it is that we're asking Him for. I think He just delights when His people, like, approach His throne of grace with confidence. And um, and so, yeah, it's not like He's annoyed with me the way I'm annoyed with myself. But I remember just praying for so long about it. And finally, 
I told um, the three bosses of those three opportunities, I was like, hey, I know I've been praying about this for months, but I'm going to take 21 days of prayer to keep praying about it. (laughs) And if I don't have an answer by the end of that, then I'll just decide. And luckily, they were so patient with me, and they were like, take all the time you need. Um, But all this to say, I took those 21 days to pray about the answer to my decision. Like every day, I'd be like, Lord, thank you that you already know the answer to this. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to show me what to do. Thank you that you're going to close doors no man can open, and you're going to open doors no man can shut. Thank you that you already have this way paved. I would pray bold prayers and all kind of like, as a means to the end for this answer of how to spend my summer. Well, long story short, the end of 21 days of prayer happened and I did not have a clear answer. (laughs) Like I never saw his hand, you know, writing in the clouds what to do. I never had this insane moment where I just had complete clarity on what he was, where he was calling me to go. But I did have this heightened level of confidence and just this serious increased intimacy with the Lord of like, you know what? I'm just going to pick and like, I know who you are, like you're faithful and I can tell that you love me and I can feel your peace right now. And I just know that you're going to bless whatever I pick. And so all this to say, I was like, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to go to JH. I'm like, if you confirm it, that'd be amazing. But like, <laughs> I'm going. And it was crazy. Like not even 10 minutes later, my mentor my first coach I'd ever had at JH. And one of my really close friends called me saying that she was the new women's dean, so we were going to get to spend the summer together. And I just remember being like, Lord, you did not have to confirm it like that, but you did, and thank you. All this to say, I was approaching prayer as a means to an end, like the end being the answer of where to go for my summer. But I feel like he really just showed me that, you know, his presence is the end. Like that prayer is the point like that closeness with God that I got from praying was the end. Like that was the point of everything. And more than like the clear answer to my prayer and the clear, just just the clarity that I was longing for, I had this intimacy and that was better than anything. You know, like the answer to my prayer was irrelevant compared to that um, intimacy that was gained. That's so good. That's so good. And we were also talking about how, you know, we pray these things for our lives Mm -hmm. and for decisions and whatever else we're doing. Mm -hmm. But we also pray for other people. And I think it's so neat to think about my dad. I was just raised by very prayerful parents. My dad Mm -hmm. still goes to Mass every day. Uh, You're talking about my dad, your grandmother. He has this list of like 200 people he prays for every day. I mean, faithfully, multiple times during the day. And I think about how many blessings in my life that I know are probably the result of my parents' prayers for me. And even, you know, they were really big on praying for our future spouse. And mm-hmm. I might have prayed for my future spouse a little bit, but definitely not consistently. Mm-hmm. But um, but even like the timing of when Harry came into my life, I mean, we'd been friends for years before, and just all of a sudden it's like I just saw him through new eyes. And mm-hmm. But just little things like that, that I'm like, I really think – that was largely the fruit of my parents' prayers for me. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what I want to do for my girls, too. You know, now is that as they're getting older and I'm praying for God to give them peace or to comfort or help them to hear His voice, that's a big one. I pray for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I also pray for that spirit of discernment, which I think is so important. It's like knowing, is this really God's voice? Mm-hmm. Because we could be hearing a voice in our head, but it might be telling us what we want to hear rather than what God is really 
truly trying to tell us. And again, I think that comes from spending time with the Lord, reading scripture, being with godly friends, mm-hmm. like being able to discern, okay, is this really what, is this really from God? Mm-hmm. And um, and when we know it is, that we know we can, we can trust that decision. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's so much anxiety that can happen um, about decisions and about future things. And I love Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, that says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And sometimes I do think that I waste time praying for things God already wanted to do. You know, like, He is our provider. He already wants to provide. Like, He is our shepherd. He does want to lead. But, I mean, He knows our hearts, and that we're going to forget that. And... I love just his invitation, like, just present your request to me. Like, it's not that he doesn't want us to present all of our requests, because we all have them. Um, but there's just a beautiful thing that happens, like, when we um, present those specific requests, he, like, it's kind of, I've read a book called The Circle Maker, and it's cool how it talks about how that's praying circles around specific things. Um, and it does just, like, invite God's covering and provision into certain areas and situations. Um, but I think sometimes more than like the actual thing I'm praying for that he kind of already wanted to do, it just fills me with that peace of just like, okay, I'm not going to micromanage this or try to control it. Um, cause I think we talked about that's where anxiety comes from sometimes or mm-hmm. how it increases when we try, when we think it's up to us to make good things happen for our lives or for our children's lives or for our siblings lives. When a lot of the times when we pray about it, that just sort of the Lord just sort of it feels like he takes that and replaces it with a piece that doesn't make sense. Yes. And I think that, you know, people, obviously, we're, we're so worried if we have a child with anxiety. But mm-hmm. what I can say, I mean, I look back now and I'm like, I was that teenager with anxiety, that college student with anxiety, although we, it wasn't really a thing back then. Mm-hmm. But I was that one putting all this pressure on myself and really internalizing a lot of stress and overestimating the problem and underestimating my ability to deal with the problem, which is what they say anxiety is. Mm -hmm. But I will say the upside is that if there's been one thing that has helped my faith more than any other thing in my life, it's Mm -hmm. my anxiety. And I think that's what we even forget as parents sometimes Mm -hmm. is that those thorns in our side, whatever it is that we're struggling with, what we're wrestling with, I mean, that's what brought me to God because, I mean, you try to find peace in everything else first Mm -hmm. and it just does not work or it doesn't last. But that is the one place that I could really finally go and like, okay, I have done what I can do. And mm-hmm. God, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving mm-hmm. this anxiousness to you. And he really will take it. And it's just like a peace unlike anything else. Right. And it's true. I'm like Once you know that peace, once you know that prayer does work, or you've seen him answer your prayers mm-hmm. or give guidance for your prayers um, or give guidance for what to do through your prayers, then it's like, you don't want to go back, you know, like right. you can't help but pray and keep going to them with more requests. Yes. Um, and especially as a parent, I mean, there's just so much fear and it's really easy to stay stuck in that, that place of fear and, um, despair or hopelessness or just, you know, mm-hmm. really focusing on circumstances today. But mm-hmm. God didn't create us to live like that. You know, he created mm-hmm. us to live with a spirit of strength and not defeat. Mm-hmm. And we have an enemy who's constantly trying to get in there. He doesn't want us praying. He doesn't want us right. finding hope through God or finding wisdom or answers through God. He mm-hmm. wants us to stay stuck and look to this world for solutions. Yes. And that's that's where we're really going to be anxious and fall into despair. Yes. So um, I do think that prayer works is so important. And what I'm seeing a lot today, too, I just feel like our our world has gotten so angry and bitter and people are just so mad. <laughs> I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, taking it out on each other 
online and all these different places. And it really takes a lot of work with God to keep our heart in a good place. Mm -hmm. And one thing I love about working with teenage girls is that, you know, y'all are naturally joyful and exuberant. You know, and I I love that about your age, that y'all just, you haven't been jaded by life yet. And, you know, I'm, I'm just always thinking, gosh, I just don't want them to lose that because, you know, you get to be my age and it's just things have not worked out the right way you, or the way you thought they would or you have been hurt or, you know, you have reason to be mad at somebody. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's a choice there. Are you going to let it make you bitter or mm-hmm. better? And it's just really easy to, to fall in that place of bitterness or jealousy or anger or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I feel my heart going in that direction, I'm just thinking, oh, I don't want to. This is not the person I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so I've just really I have to really pray for God to help me root this out. Or I'm feeling really jealous of people right now. I'm very insecure in my life, and I'm feeling more jealousy than normal. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, prayer is so essential to helping God help us root it out of our life and to get our heart in a good place. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't, it's going to affect our relationships. It's going to affect the people who stay in our life and the people who leave. Like, it's going to have a lot of long-term ramifications. And I think that's what we forget about prayer sometimes is that we need it. You know, we need it for God to do the work inside of us yes. that will help us have the life we desire. Yes, that's so true. And we, like, read throughout Scripture all of these promises um, that He'll work everything out for our good, that um, when we seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, all these things will be added to us, um, that He's doing exceedingly and abundantly beyond all we could ever ask for or imagine, that He has a good, pleasing, and perfect will. We read these things that are true because they're Scripture and that's always true, but they don't always feel true. It's like, it sounds like they're talking about a reality that doesn't feel real to us. And I don't know. I feel like the older I've gotten, I'm only 22. It's not that I'm that old, but I feel like that's kind of what prayer is. It gets me into that reality. And it's like the things that I read in scripture that don't always feel true. It kind of feels like I'm hitting a wall when I read it's all of a sudden they feel true. Like when I'm praying yes. and it's just that principle of like, getting your body, your mind, and your heart, and your spirit in alignment with that reality. And that's what prayer does. And the enemy would love for you to miss out on that. Like he would love to feed you lies that your prayers aren't productive, that they aren't producing any fruit, that they're hitting the wall and they're not, the Lord isn't hearing them. But he says that he does hear our prayers. And when we ask things for, and we ask him for things according to his will, he hears. Um, and he's not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Like his ways really are higher, and his timing is perfect. And it's weird. It's like he's outside of time, but he works in time. And I just love what you said. Like when things just like align and work out, it's like, how did that happen? I think prayer is one of those things that bridges the gap between like how it is in heaven, and it feels like he brings that to earth. Yes. Oh, that's so good. And I think let's talk about let's talk about some real life situations and Bible verses that might or Bible stories that come to mind mm-hmm. as these things play out because this happens with me a lot as I'm as I'm just navigating the world of moms and seeing real life realities play out. But so just recently I heard from a mom who is a strong Christian woman. She's got such a kind heart. She just is truly a very prayerful woman, tries to do the right thing. And she told me that her daughter's high school team that she's on, there's a lot of drama going on, a lot of meanness going on. And sadly, a lot of it's coming from the moms. There's one mom in particular that I think has been um, saying things about her daughter, you know, any something that would make any mom get upset. And, um, and we were just talking about it. And I was like, you know what? 
I was like, you just pray for God to protect her, to protect your daughter and to be her defender. And just know that you just really entrust her to his care. And it reminded me of that, that verse from the Bible about, you know, what man means for evil, God can use for good. That, you know, when, when mm-hmm. a man or human tries to, intends to do something to harm you, mm-hmm. when God is your protector, he can use it for good and turn it around on them. Right. And I think sometimes it's his grace to allow difficult situations like that because like your friend's daughter, she probably did experience God as her defender and maybe did experience God as her protector. And if everything in her life had just been going perfectly fine with her friends and no drama, I mean, that feels like an advantage in the moment. But in the end, it's an advantage that she got to experience God as her protector, you know. And obviously, we want things to go well for us on earth as well. But it's just cool when he allows things to be kind of shaken up like that. Sometimes it's because he wants us to experience who he is, you know. Yes. Even like, I mean, in times that I have fasted, it's because sometimes I want to experience him as my sustenance. Or like, if I fast social media, it's because I want to experience him as like my affirmer, you know, not just, sometimes we have to give God room. I mean, he can do whatever he wants, but sometimes it helps to give God space to like prove who he is to us, you know. Yes. And I do. And I think that it's when those things happen that you realize, okay, that was not anything that I did. That was not a, a brilliant yes. move on my, my part. Ow. That wasn't, you know, wisdom on my part, that mm-hmm. that was God coming in to rescue me. Mm-hmm. And just truly, and that's the benefit of being a Christian and like right. truly living the walk and truly trying to be obedient. Like uh-huh. if we're truly trying to do God's will, yes. then He is your protector and uh-huh. you can really rest in that. Mm-hmm. And it might not seem obvious. It might He might not come through right now or exactly the way you want Him to or the timing of when you want Him to, but He is going to reward that faithfulness mm-hmm. at some point and, um, and just trusting in that. And I think there's a lot of peace in that, that we can't control other people. We can't control what they're doing or they're saying, but we can be faithful to God yes. and rely on Him as our number one and our protector and defender mm-hmm. and know that He's going to work all things together for good mm-hmm. for those who love Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another kind of area people pray into is when we're asking God for something. Like we can be asking God for specific things. And I heard it said once that every single time we ask God for something, it's either a yes, a not right now, or an I have something better. And so... Even if you're, you know, I've had so many seasons of life where I'm like, Lord, I really want this to work out. Like, I'm really praying that this specific opportunity works out. And something I'm thinking of right now is something I was interviewing for at Auburn, um, just to be a part of their, it was called, it's called WAGP, War Eagle Girls and Plainsmen. And I was really asking God that I could get to be a part of that organization. And I interviewed, and it was probably the worst interview I've ever had in my entire life. And I didn't get the thing I was praying for. But then that opened up this time in my week to get to start this small group for girls that I would have otherwise had to have gone to WEGP meetings. It ended up being the greatest gift, having that small group with girls. And those relationships have circled back in so many ways. And God even used that group to prepare me for what I'm doing right now. So it's just comforting to know that when we ask God for something, it's either going to happen exactly how you're asking it to. It'll be a not right now. Or he has something better. And I have a friend who was asking God for this specific relationship to work out with a guy. And it didn't. It was like two years went by and she didn't hear from him. She even went on dates with other guys. But then two years later, he reached back out and he had graduated from college. And um, he's a little bit older than us. And he had grown in all these ways. 
And when they started dating again, it was like worlds better than the first time around that they dated. And so it was just cool that God did want to answer that prayer, but his timing was even better. And there was just like a peace that came like, okay, I offered that to the Lord. And I know that if it happens, it'll be the Lord. And I know that if it doesn't, it'll be his grace too. Oh, that's so good. And you just remind me of a story that I heard recently. It was a friend of mine here in Birmingham and her daughter got married about a year ago. And I went to the wedding and it was just like, you could just feel the Holy Spirit throughout the room. Like it was just, it just made me so happy. I'm like, I just mm-hmm. love seeing marriages like this take place. Like mm-hmm. it was just, everybody just loved feeling uplifted by the, the Holy Spirit that was there. But um, but she was telling me that her daughter had a prayer journal and she always, she had it since high school and she was always writing prayers for her future husband, praying for her future husband. Mm-hmm. And um, it was when she and her husband, I think it was during their engagement, that she decided she'd show him her prayer journal, like what she'd been praying all these years before she even knew him or had met him. Mm-hmm. And there was one prayer, and I can't remember what Bible verse she was praying, but just a, a verse that God gave her. I got chills thinking about it. And that was what she was praying for him, you know, during this certain month of a certain year. And he was like, oh, my gosh, like he had just broken up with a girlfriend around that same time. The girlfriend had actually broken up with him and he was heartbroken. And his dad's a pastor. And that was the exact same verse that his dad had given him, that his dad was praying over him. But just that affirmation of like before they even knew each other, these these two praying, these two verses over the situation and just the way God worked in that situation. And then the mm-hmm. affirmation right there before they're getting married to see mm-hmm. something like that. Like when you have those supernatural moments like that, that mm-hmm. there's no other explanation except for that was God and the Holy Spirit at work in their lives before they even came together. Wow. And I just think we need those stories. We yes. need those stories as a reminder that He is real mm-hmm. and that even when we are heartbroken and things don't go the way we planned or hoped, mm-hmm. that He's still He's still working out things together for good. Mm-hmm. And just to be true to, to be faithful to that and to trust in that. Yes. And prayer helps your heart align with His heart. And it helps you see things the way He sees things. And that's the truest thing. That story, it's so cool when things perfectly align like that. And, you know, sometimes we'll never, like, see the fruition of what we're praying for. And I was reading in Hebrews, and it just talks about how some people, like, all these people died in faith, like, never seeing the thing that was promised, like, the fruition of it. But it's like, you know, I have no doubt they're seeing it now in heaven. Or But it's cool that, like, we pray in faith, you know? Like, yes, we yes. don't we don't pray with, like, it's, we pray with confidence and things that we hope for and assurance about things we don't see. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool that everything we do is in faith for the most part, because we don't always see things um, like physically turn out the way we're asking God for. But I think about this story and it makes me laugh because it sounds kind of like what, but it really, when I think about it, I think about God's faithfulness because I had this car key and you know, I, I started out with a normal set of car keys. I lost them, I think, within my first year of driving. So I've had this spare key um, that was on a keychain for, I think, two years, but then it broke off the keychain. So I've literally had this singular spare Lexus car key going on three years. And when I look at it, I literally think about God's faithfulness because it is a miracle that I still had it for that long. Um <laughs> But one time, I would lose it all the time. And I mean, all my friends know about this key. Some of my friends' parents know about this key. Like, when they'd come to Auburn, they'd say, how's the key? Like, it's still, still with us. It's just the key was a whole thing. People knew about it. Um, and I lost it here and there. I said that. 
but there was one time that I lost it for three and a half weeks and it was a pain. I mean, it was, it started out kind of funny. Like I lost it and my friends were like, Oh, here we go again. And you know, it was fine because we live in Auburn and I walk most places anyways. And if not like my roommates, there's six cars in our driveway. Well, yes, there's six, but five, cause I don't have my key. <laughs> and so I luckily could use their cars to go places or just get a ride. It was never that big of a problem. But I remember like, um, I would walk around all the time being like, pray that I find my key. Like it was kind of funny, but also like in my small group, they're like, what are you praying for? I'm like, I'm praying that God reveals my key to me. I just asked so many people to pray for this key to pop back up. And I mean, we had like deep cleaned our house probably three times. I cleaned my room. I looked in every crevice, couch, um, in my friend's cars, like in purses and jacket pockets. And I mean, the key was not showing up and it was on the specific Sunday I was trying to get somewhere and none of my roommates were home. They were either out of town or they were using their cars. And I'm like, this stinks. Like, this is frustrating. Like I can't go to this event because I don't have my car because my key is missing. And it was like the frustration of it hit me in one moment. And I was sitting on my porch, just kind of feeling helpless. I'm like, I can't go anywhere. And my brother drove past me and I'm like, Kai, pray I find my key. And he's like, all right. Um, all this to say, it was like in that moment, it kind of felt like the Spirit of God was telling me, like, have you asked me once? And I hadn't. Like, I had not asked God once, like, where to look, which was so convicting because I'm like, I had asked a hundred other people to, like, that it would show up. But I go in my room, and I get on my knees, and I'm like, Lord, you know where my key is. <laughs> like, you know where it is. You're smiling right now because you can see it. Will you just show me where to look? Will you just show me where to look? And it doesn't always happen like this, but as I prayed that, I got this clear picture in my head of like this certain spot on our couch. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've looked in this couch so many times. I would get up, walk out of my room, walk to the couch, and it wasn't in there. It wasn't in the spot in my couch that I had seen in my head. But I looked down and the tip of my key was touching my toe. Like it was sticking out from under the carpet, touching me. And I'm like, what it was this huge celebration I like my roommates were freaking out we were all celebrating um but it was cool because God like specifically answered my exact prayer in the moment that I asked him and that was a really cool feeling to know wow like I don't know how much time would have passed by before I realized that this key was hiding under the carpet and that was a really cool story of like me asking God for something and him pulling through but more than that it was really cool that the thought of like he knows everything like he knows where all the treasure is hidden. He knows, you know, where our hus- future husbands are right now. He knows where the future job is right now. He knows he can see everything, like the end from the beginning, like he knows. And so just the opportunity to like come up under that reality and be like, Lord, help me see the way you see, like help me have the confidence of like, you already want to answer this prayer more than I do. Sometimes he just wants us to ask, you know, like sometimes he just wants to acknowledge him and invite him into situations. Cause I could have asked him three weeks before that. But. I, 
I know it's so true. And I, I do the same thing too. It's like, I'm worried about something and thinking about something and talking it out with all these different people. Mm-hmm. And then it'll hit me. I'm like, well, I haven't prayed about it. Yeah. You know, like that's so simple. Or I get a lot of messages, you know, just from moms struggling with different things with their daughters. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of it's their daughters are struggling or going through a hard time in a relationship typically. Mm-hmm. And the mom's trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. And my first thought when I read it is I'm thinking the first thing to do is pray because mm-hmm. I mean, I can take what I see of the situation, the details they give me, but I'm thinking, you know, I don't right. know the, I don't know these people personally, and it, it's been such an insightful thing for my own life too. Because I'll go to somebody for advice, but mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I only know limited details, but I'm like, God knows their Everything. heart, God knows their child, God loves their child more than they do, mm-hmm. God is the one that can speak to them and speak real wisdom in this situation. So mm-hmm. I can offer my thoughts of what I, I think as a mom or just a mm-hmm. writer for teen girls, but. I don't. It's never going to be as good as what they might hear in prayer, mm-hmm. and so um, it's just been really. It's been eye opening for me that I mm-hmm. think, like I said, sometimes we go everywhere except God first. But just right. remembering sometimes to go to Him first, and it's okay to get advice from other people. I do that all the time too, yeah. but also just make sure that we're you know going to Him and just asking Him, okay, give me the words or the the strength or mm-hmm. the wisdom to handle this. If I have a daughter going through a hard time, and that, that's one thing I really. We have to pray for as parents is the strength to be strong for them, mm-hmm. you know, to show God's love and God's right. support to them as they're going through that hard thing. And mm-hmm. he, he will answer that prayer. He True. really will. And sometimes he answers it by giving you that clear picture of your key in that moment. Right. Sometimes he answers it by like through people, like you'll be in a conversation and they'll say something and you're like, oh my goodness, that's what I was praying for. It's, but you'll see what you spend the most time looking for. So if you're looking for the Lord, you know, you'll start to see him everywhere. Yes. Yes. And even we were talking about, you know, really talking about the Lord's prayer, that if somebody doesn't know where to start, I mean, and it was funny, you, I was sitting here looking at my notes before we started and I'd written something about the Lord's prayer. And then you just out of the blue started talking about the Lord's prayer and (laughs) what a great prayer that is. And I think that's a God moment. And that's, that's that affirmation that, you know, this is something he really wants us to bring up and talk about, Mm -hmm. that he's answering our prayers in that way. Uh Um, But I do think, you know, some people don't know where to start. And so we said, you know, the the Lord's prayer is a great place to start. Mm -hmm. And just as a testament to the power of that prayer and teaching our children prayers like that, that, um, you know, Harry's dad for the last few years of his life had Alzheimer's and dementia and he forgot a lot of things, um, but one thing they said he never forgot, his his wife, or Yaya, said he never forgot the Lord's Prayer. And um, every before every meal, they would sit at their little table in their kitchen and say the Lord's Prayer together. Mm-hmm. And even on those days when his mind was not what it used to be, mm-hmm. he always remembered the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. And there's such power in that. Such power. And I just, I just can't help but think that, you know, whoever it was that taught him that prayer, whether it was his mother or his father, his grandmother, whoever, mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that prayer that they planted years ago, it's mm-hmm. still having that reaping fruit. Amazing. You know, 80 years later in his life. Right. And I think it speaks to how humans make things so complicated. Yes. Like, he's not, God is not complicated, but I make it complicated when I approach him. And I just love that, you know, when they asked Jesus how to pray, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. He could have said anything, but that's what he said. And it's so simple, but even just like taking it piece by piece, like our Father, just that, like starting a prayer, there's so much power in those two words, our Father. And I think that's one of the things prayer can do is just establish that parent-child relationship. And you just realize, Lord, you're my Father. Like, I'm your daughter. You love me. You are caring for me. I mean, we could go on and on about that, but just the simplicity of our Father 
And then you go on to who art in heaven. Lord, you're in heaven. I'm on earth. Every single thing I'm about to ask you for or surrender to you or submit to you is a worldly, earthly thing. Help me see things the way you see in heaven. Make it on earth as it is in heaven. That's one of the other things prayer does. It gives you that eternal perspective. Hallowed be your name. Like, you could just worship for 30 minutes. Like, I'm like, sometimes I stop there and I'm just like, Lord, thank you for your names. Like, thank you that you're my protector. Thank you that you're my banner of victory over the enemy. Thank you that you're my peace, my provider, my my wonderful counselor, my mighty God. I mean, my righteousness, the, the list goes on and on. Anyway, just your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like, Lord, I want these things to work out. According to my understanding right now, this seems like the best thing for my life. But more than that, Lord, not my will, but your will. And looking at Jesus, I mean, we can keep going through the Lord's Prayer, but just looking at Jesus, you know, he, when, you know, the will of the Father was for him to go to the cross and die for our sins. And I love when the story recounts him like wrestling with that and him being like, Lord, if it's possible, like take this cup for me. But like, not my will, but your will. Like, I just love that because he's like, I don't want this to happen. Like, I don't want this to come. I don't want to bear the weight of this suffering and sin. But more than my will, Lord, like your will, like your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in, as it is in heaven. And obviously God the Father gave Christ the Son the strength to endure it. Um, and yeah, that alone is humbling. The fact that Jesus, who is God himself, prayed all the time, like went to a mountaintop and prayed, prayed fervently through the night with tears, you know, just he was God and he had to latch on in prayer all the time. It's like, how much more do we need to approach his throne? Oh, that's so true. That's so true. Just taking that time. And even before he, he chose the 12 disciples, I mean, he retreated to a mountaintop alone mm-hmm. to pray all night long. Mm-hmm. And how often do we do that, especially before a big decision? Like, right. let's just go be still and quiet right. and just give God that space to speak to us. The stillness. Mm-hmm. Like, be still and know that I'm God. Like, it's crazy that sometimes when we're dead silent, which is humbling because sometimes when I talk a lot, I feel like that's prayer. But it's humbling when sometimes when we're dead silent, not even saying anything, like the knowing of who God is you know, be still and know that I'm God. It's crazy that sometimes being still, like the true reality of who God is, like really kind of sits in our heart. And it's so contrary to what our world says, because it says to hurry and rush and to busy yourself. And it's like when you ask people how they are, they're like busy. It's like we celebrate just busyness and the go, go, go. But it's the opposite with the Lord. Sometimes he calls us to be still and still and still. And I think about how little he asks us to do. Like he doesn't command us to do really anything, but he commands a Sabbath rest for the people of God, which means Sabbath means to stop, like to stop doing things. I'm like, sometimes we just need to stop, just stop doing things and just to be still and listen. And it's crazy how sometimes things will come up. And even Martin Luther, he said a quote about how, oh, I have all these things to do today. Um, so I'm going to take the first three hours and pray. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and, and you talked about, too, about just praying for God's will to be done. And that's hard mm-hmm. for those of us like myself that like to control things. Right. 
And um, I've been thinking about this a lot because as parents, we really have to do this. That you have to, you do the best you can, and then you know you've got to ask for God's will to be done. Especially if you're in a situation and you don't know what's going to happen. But I, I talked to my mom recently that she put it in a, she put it in a good way because I'm always asking these different moms that I meet in different communities like, tell me what the issues are that you see here. And she's like, you know, one of the biggest issues I see here is that people tend to live in a state of preservation. Mm. They just don't want things to change. And Mm -hmm. so they're clinging, clinging, clinging so that doesn't change. And Mm -hmm. so for, you know, if you have a daughter, it might look like, okay, I'm I'm sensing some shifts in this friend group. And so the mom's panicking. And so I'm going to go get tickets for all of them to go to a concert. You're going to try to force them to stay together Mm. when maybe that's just not naturally what's going to happen. Maybe they Mm -hmm. need to part for different reasons. And um, what we were talking about, she and I were kind of on the same page as this, and it's it's hard to see those shifts happen, and it's hard to see changes happen, especially when you thought everything was so good. Mm-hmm. But if you just, like, trust God instead of trying to orchestrate and fix every situation and control it, you know, it could prevent something from happening that is just going to naturally happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe these girls are meant to spread out to different friend groups and to go grow in different ways. Um, there's such freedom on the other side. Of saying like, okay, God, I'm trusting you with this. I don't know who her her new friend group. I don't know who her new friends will be. I don't know where she'll go, but I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trusting that you're going to use this for good. And I think that's where we can re- get really sidetracked as moms, is we're thinking it's all on our shoulders. We have to control this, or everything's going to be a disaster. And you're projecting into the future. You know, if she's not in this friend group, then this won't happen, or she won't go to this college, or whatever it is that you're projecting. Mm-hmm. And that's making gods of ourselves, and that's just not trusting God. To, to do miracles, work miracles in their life, or to, you know, take our daughters in direction that's going to be healthy mm-hmm. for them and help them live their best life possible. But anyway, there is so much freedom on, like, just giving it up to God, trusting His will, and just seeing what happens on the other side. And I've seen mm-hmm. Him—I guess I've parented for long enough now, 20 years, I've just seen Him do enough really awesome things, even mm-hmm. after hard periods or lonely seasons or hard seasons, whether it's my girls or me or Harry or whatever we're going through, mm-hmm. I've seen so many things just reap fruit later on when we do trust Him mm-hmm. that I just know that He's trustworthy and right. that, that that's a better way to live without all that anxiety right. and stress of not wanting anything to change. Right. And over time, you just start seeing evidence, you yes. know, the fruit of your prayer. But yeah, I love what you said about um, that situation with your friends and her daughter's friends. I think a lot of the time we believe the lie that we have to like, come into his presence in prayer already being confident, you know, or like already having peace or already trusting, you know, or if we don't, then our prayers won't work. And he does say, you know, anyone um, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him um, must believe that he rewards those who seek him. So it's like, we do need faith, but I mean, half the time, most of the time, actually, my prayer life is being like, Lord, this is how I feel right now. <laughs> this is how the situation looks to me right now. Like, my prayers don't look like, Lord, you just have this in the palm of your hand, and I thank you for that. I mean, sometimes they should look like that, but I just, it's not even like, there's just no expectation or like perfection that's required. Um, well, I mean, the Lord doesn't have an expectation for us to perfectly trust everything that He's doing, but He just wants to be acknowledged and just He meets us where we're at, like in those overwhelmed, anxious, stressed out, pressured feelings, just acknowledging Him in faith, you know, being like, Lord, this is how I feel. You know, I do not see how this is going to work out for my good, my daughter's good, my friend's good, but I'm inviting you into it because you know how it's going to work out. 
and like I believe that you're real, but like help my unbelief. I pray that nine times a day. Like I believe, but help my unbelief. Like I love that. I love that. And I think too for especially for parents to know this too, that those prayers that we pray for our children, they can outlive our time on earth. And there's so much peace in that mm-hmm. as a parent too. And mm-hmm. and I think about this too, even our obedience that okay, maybe you're doing all the things that God is calling you to do and mm-hmm. you're not seeing the the payoff or you're not seeing it rewarded in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think we have to accept as Christians. And right. but I but I'm like, you know what? The the work I'm doing now or what I'm doing and being obedient today, it, there might be a the reward might come after I'm gone, after I'm dead. It mm-hmm. might be for that future generation right. that's blessed. And who knows what blessings I'm enjoying today. I I'm convinced that there are blessings I enjoy today because of my parents' faithfulness, Me that too. I'm reaping the fruit of their faithfulness to God. Me too. And that they they reap the fruit of their parents' faithfulness to God. Mm-hmm. And so I think we can't always look at it like one plus one is going to equal two because mm-hmm. it doesn't always work out like that. Our God is a God of mystery. And like I said, sometimes we'll see those prayers answered in our lifetime, mm-hmm. but sometimes it won't be in our lifetime and it right. won't be until the future, a future that we're not even here to see. Right. But it's okay. You know, our prayers cannot live our time on earth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, no prayer that sincerely said with a, a you know genuine heart is going to return void. That right. God hears it and He's true. with us so and true. He's going to answer it in His perfect timing. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree because my parents and then my grandparents and then my great-grandmother, Amma, who passed away at 101, they're all prayer warriors, especially my great-grandmother. She would, even in her later years of living in a nursing home and even in the hospital, she would just pray and pray and pray and pray for our family members by name. And I told her before she passed away, I'm like, Amma, I'm just writing off your prayers. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm doing. And... It's just so powerful. Like, I want to have a legacy like that of, like, even when I'm gone, you know, I look back and have all this fruit, like generational fruit that comes with those prayers. Um, yes. And I just, I mean, I think you're the perfect testament of those prayers. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're not, and I think anybody listening, I know anybody listening would agree with this. Like, you are not the typical 22-year-old girl that you are so filled with the Spirit and just mm-hmm. your knowledge of Scripture and all of that. I mean, I'm convinced that it is your parents' prayers and Amma's prayers that, that help produce this fruit in your life. And then mm-hmm. as you go and invest in the next generation and you have children, who knows what they're going to be? And and that brings us to another good point that, you know, I think the goal of prayer is that we want every generation to outdo us. Mm-hmm. We want every generation to be to be better than us. Mm-hmm. And I, it goes back to a story, and I included this in my book, More Than a Mom, but my dad once counseled this boy. He was a college boy, and he was really struggling because he had been a great athlete in high school, but his little brother, who was in middle school at the time, was outperforming him, and he was just an even better athlete than what he had been. And he was kind of mad about it, like, you know, siblings do, we're competitive. And my dad was like, you better hope he outdoes you because that means you did your job. Mm. And I always thought that was so powerful. Like, you know mm-hmm. what, instead of us getting jealous of someone outdoing us, whether it's our friend mm-hmm. or the our child or whoever it is, like, take it as like, okay, that's a sign that we're doing our job. We're mm-hmm. praying for them. We want them to do better than us. Yes. And we want every generation to get better and, yes. you know, to do more even for building God's kingdom, that mm-hmm. that means we did our job in helping raise them and training them to be disciples. Mm-hmm. And something I've noticed, too, even just like for praying over little girls in my small group or like friendships, praying scripture over things are one of my, like probably the most powerful um, ways to pray. Just being like, Lord, thank you that she is more than a conqueror. Lord, thank you that those who look to you are radiant. Their faces are never covered in shame. 
and this person is radiant because she's looking to you. It's like what you said about how not a single word that comes out from his mouth returns void, but it accomplishes what he pleases and it prospers in the thing for which it does, for which he sends it. Like that is scripture. And so praying bold prayers of scripture, it, there's like a heightened level of like confidence and faith in my heart when I'm praying scripture because those words are timeless and eternally true. Yes. And I know that we're going to have to wrap up soon. And we talked about we want to end. We're going to pray for each other just to kind of show people how we pray for friends and Mm -hmm. just to maybe give some ideas to other moms and friends out there and and girls maybe to pray for each other. But um, I also want to talk before we get there, kind of end on a note of spiritual armor and using prayer as spiritual armor. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that just really there is power in that. You're talking about how empowering it is. Mm -hmm. And it really is. There is no confidence in the world that comes from confidence that comes from God. Yes. And that knowing that you are standing on his truths and that you are covered by his truth. And just really seeing that that is the ultimate armor we can take out into this world that Mm -hmm. is unpredictable, Mm -hmm. that is sometimes very mean or angry or bitter. Yes. But, you know, that we have this armor that can protect us from that. Mm -hmm. And he says the weapons we fight with aren't the weapons that the world fights with, but on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And that is one of prayer. I mean, he says like helmet of salvation, belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace, sword of the spirit. And then right after those verses that we all know, he says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all types of prayer and petition. It's like prayer is, we don't fight like the rest of the world fights. Like we fight with otherworldly weapons, and prayer is a weapon against um, spiritual warfare. Yes, I think it's huge. And I think think how think how empowered we would all walk into our daily life if we woke up and just really believed that every morning and prayed that over yes. ourselves and our loved ones. Yes. Just God cover them in that spiritual armor. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I love this conversation, Mary Lauren. And, um, you know, like I said, we— we, we always pray for each other, and we pray for the podcast before we start. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to just share this with you who are listening just to kind of give you all some ideas of how we do it. And then you can maybe take this and, and go do it your own way, add your own flavor to it. But um, mm-hmm. we thank you all for listening and just hope that we have given you some ideas and some inspiration of how to incorporate prayer into your life. And as always, would love to hear back from you if you have suggestions or Um, recommendations for maybe further episodes on prayer. I know that there are 20 different directions we could take this conversation. So thanks for staying with us today. And um, and we're just going to end it with praying for each other. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for just your new mercies that are every single morning. Thank you, Lord, just for putting breath in our lungs, for um, just putting thoughts in our mind, desires in our heart, Lord, just for giving us the grace to do these things that are so honoring to you. Thank you, Lord, for Miss Carrie, um, and just for her heart, for you, and for her gifts of speaking and writing, um, but most importantly, Lord, just for her intimacy with you, God, and for all the fruit that's just come from years and years and years sowing into your presence. We just submit every single thing we're about to say to you, Lord. We submit our voices to you. We submit our agenda to you. We submit our motives to you. Um, we just thank you, Lord, that more than we want this podcast to be successful, we want you to be honored and glorified through the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart, Lord. We just want it to be so pleasing to you. And we thank you for every single person who's taking the time to listen. Just um, make their hearts fertile to receive whatever seed you want to sow, Lord. Um, all of this is for you. None of it means anything without you. And we don't want to just even open our mouths without 
your Holy Spirit coming over every single detail, second, and moment um, of this next hour. So, Lord, it's all for you, and it's in your name we pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this podcast and for this conversation, and most of all for Mary Lauren. I just thank you for bringing our hearts and our lives back together in the perfect time um, when I knew I needed to do something with the podcast, um, but I just didn't feel like I had the time or the energy to give it. And you have just given it new life and made it so much more fun and enjoyable for me by bringing Mary Lauren into the into the conversation and just letting her be a light to the moms and the girls and whoever it is that's listening. And first, God, I just want to pray for your protection over her and your guidance in Mary Lauren's life. Um, I just have this feeling that she might not be in Birmingham too long. I know that you're going to have so many even bigger plans for her um, in her future. And I ask that you just continue to grow her spirit of discernment, continue to grow her heart for Jesus, and just continue to grow her faith and cultivate her to prepare her for the big plans you have for her future. And we just thank you for letting her be a gift to me and to the listeners on this show as we just learned from her wisdom. And she also gives us a vision of how you can work in a 22-year-old's life in a, in a non-typical way. But we just thank you for her example and her heart and just the, the genuine friendship that she brings to, to me and those who are listening. God, I also want to pray for these listeners. Um, I know that some might be in a good place and some might be in a hard place, but I ask that you just help each, each woman, each girl, whoever's listening, to see themselves through your eyes, to know how loved they are by you, to know that their life is not an accident, that they are here for a purpose, and it's a very important purpose, and to really embrace the story that you're writing with their life and to, to love their life and to, to give their heart to you and to feel the peace that can come from no other source except for you, that supernatural peace that you give to those who love and follow you. And God, we just ask that you just bless those who are listening and most of all, just draw their hearts closer to you and just use this message to, to plant seeds in their heart that might help them in their prayer life or help them as they're praying for their loved ones. And God, we just thank you for the opportunity to speak openly about our faith, to share our opinions and our thoughts, and just let them all be pleasing to you and just continue to guide us in this journey and help draw us all closer to you in the process. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful to have you here. And if you enjoyed the show, please follow the Girl Mom Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen and leave a ratings or review so others can find these messages too. Also, my new book for moms called More Than a Mom, How Prioritizing Your Wellness Helps You and Your Family Thrive is now available everywhere books are sold. This book is for girl moms and boy moms and full of encouragement no matter what season of parenting you're in. Find the link to this book and my other books in the show notes. Thanks again for your support and have a great day.